gents. What's good, people? It is the humid hour of Fred and Stone. And uh, keep your deodorant on and your drawers clean because it's about to get hot and sticky in here. Bro, summer summer is coming. Summer's here. <laughs> summer, summer, summer is coming. Summer's here. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So we're out here in the culture bringing you the news. You know what I'm saying? The current news. You know, we're going to discuss... Probably one of the most updated lists I've ever seen in my life. You know, the XXL list. You know, this is the Bible of all hip hop from about a year or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to stay, if you want to stay current with what happened in hip hop, <laughs> the XXL list is where you need to be at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They've got all all the hitters of 2018 listed in, in 2019 for some reason. <laughs> I can't even say like you heard it here first because you know you were talking about Rico Nasty in fucking February of last year. Yeah, she dropped man. multiple albums already. Yeah, <laughs> and somehow, yeah, she's a freshman. I'd be mad. Maybe she got left back. <laughs> <laughs> left back. <laughs> I'd be hella mad. Oh, man. Showing up there first day of school. It's like, what? I'm still a fucking freshman. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, people, the, the double XL freshman class 2019 dropped uh last week and yeah there's some there's some sophomores in there <laughs> there's some sophomores and Sophomore, juniors yeah definitely <laughs> definitely in this freshman class <laughs> um yeah so it's like you know blue face tierra whack uh like uh the baby Megan, the Gu- baby gonna yeah, how was gonna rico nasty Jesus. you know ybn corday like and these 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 you know there all right there's some people here that like the the baby, right? Like, still kind of bubbling, still kind of underground. Like, you know, people kind of know the baby, but not like a household name yeah. yet. And this is his breakout album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got that perfectly, right? Like, all right, cool, perfect timing. But uh, you know, somebody like Blueface, Tatiana is like, it's a hit. <laughs> it was last last it was summer's last, hit. His last summer's hit. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, like Megan Thee Stallion, like, okay, you know, she's still kind of bubbling, like, he's still, but she has, like, like, this is post-Tina Snow, which yeah. is, like, like a, you know. Her breakout. Breakout mixtape. Yeah. You know? Tierra Wax has been around for shit, man, like, at least in the past couple of years. Wack World is, like, last year. Made critically acclaimed lists. Like, this is not, like, shit where it's, like, oh, these were underground rappers. Yeah. Like, like a Tierra Wack was on, like, fucking Pitchfork's list, you know? Yeah. Or Rico Nasty was, like, you know, widespread, you yeah. know, on, like, her album. Like, these, are, these aren't these are underground MCs. Yeah. You know, obviously, they may not be necessarily the Drake level, but these are MCs that are, well, you know, well-reviewed, who've already had very active careers. So it's weird to kind of have, like, you know, like a Rico Nasty where, you know, She's been touring. She's got multiple albums under her belts. You know, she had an album last year that made like a lot of people's like you know year end lists. Yeah. But now again, like you know, she's out there with the freshmen, getting th- stuffed into lockers, <laughs> <laughs> taking fucking biology one on one again. You know, what I'm saying I, I'm 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 mad that they they don't do a fucking like stay stay by the bell like remix with the the XSL freshman. Oh, I got one for you. Ready for this? Oh, oh put the hat on. How about it's like Big Brother but with the XXL freshman. So you lock them all into like a little fucking like a house themed like a school and make them take classes <laughs> for one month. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> XXL, like you, you, you're failing. After you're failing. You're out of here. You could, you could be out of getting them Bravo dollars. You oh man! Shout, you, shout out to Robbie from XXL, by the way. Like, still continue to talk to me after this episode. Oh, nice. But <laughs> shouts, shouts. no, I mean, look, I, I understand. Like, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. Like in like these days, to kind of like figure out what's going to catch fire, and you know, you have something like XXL where. It's still kind of a magazine format. It's still kind of like you do this once a year. This is like the grand scheme. This is like the you know, the tastemakers version or the gatekeepers version of what's hot. And culture just doesn't move that way anymore. Yeah, you know, you have to plan these shoots way in advance. You know, it's not like this happened like like they figured this out like a week ago. Yeah, this is like months ago where they were probably and even probably months before that where they're probably hammering it out. So I kind of guessed the the idea behind it, but like I said, it is strange <laughs> seeing somebody like you know because I feel like Tierra Rack is I think I don't know if it's imminent, but she's already dropped like singles that presumably might be on the next record. Yeah. So it's weird where you already kind of had a critically acclaimed album last year. You might be coming out with something this year, and suddenly you got you know you got left back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gotta take those those state tests once again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, those are the worst. Yeah, man. Oh man, that's all, that's all you did was to like stay for the state test. Well, here's something fucked up. So my name is my full name is Reginald. You know, <laughs> as it, and what sucked is on the state test in New York City, you couldn't fit your whole name, so it would say Regina. So I, I had a couple of dickhead teachers. Fuck y'all who would actually say that out loud because I was an asshole in class sometimes. So they would say, you know, they, when you read out your scores, they give you the scores. <laughs> sometimes they would intentionally say Regina DeVivier just kind of come out there and fuck with me. So fuck you, Miss <laughs> Hanley. Oh. That's right. Hopefully she, she's not listening. Shots. Shots. <laughs> she's probably like 95 years old. Hey, she's still about that life. Uh, I'm to come out to throw a race out of my head. <laughs> Pop in. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's actually kind of interesting, too. I, I think, like, the last double XL that everybody kind of paid attention to was the one where I feel like they got it right, right? With all the sound rappers, like XXX, yeah. and, you know, they even had, like, dudes like Cal and things like that, where it's just like... Everybody at that point was catching fire at the right time. Yeah. And even though like XXL was already like popular, he wasn't mainstream yet, but he's popular enough to kind of carry the load and, and like, like kind of push everybody up. Right. Um, and that was what, like two years ago or yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know what happened last year, you know, but I, uh, but I feel like this year, like this cover was kind of met with, with kind of a snooze, you know, like there. It just seems like these are all artists that we've already been talking about. These are all artists that, you know, the the target demographic of, of this, this, you know, magazine has already kind of known for the most part. It's it's weird. It's it's a slam dunk. Like, as far as it being accurate and people who are popping is very accurate, but it's also cheating. It's like, you know, it's 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 armchair quarterbacking. Yeah. It's like I could, you know, who's going to be a really good MC in the future? Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to kind of... <laughs> It's kind of hard to kind of do that, and I kind of get you have, you're playing with the idea, but it's just kind of interesting to see people like clearly Megan Thee Stallion. She's on Beats, you know, literally while she's getting nominated as a freshman class, she's showing up on the BET Awards. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's hard to kind of Rico Nasty is there on the BET Awards, so it's kind of hard to have this, you know, this quote unquote, you know, from the streets hip hop magazine announcing these quote-unquote new rappers when they're literally on what the equivalent would be mainstream black media popping up on literally on a red carpet yeah so it's a weird dichotomy they're kind of playing with but like i said i really can't be too mad because you know like i said for the most part it's if you had to make a list like this about who's popping 2019 
It's a fair list. I mean, like I said, it's the unfortunate thing is like, you know, they've been popping, but you yeah. know, these are rappers where, you know, obviously Megan Thee Stein's kind of come out there where she's got, you know, she's, she's has a huge profile, you know, it's, it's something where she's already kind of saying that this, this was just a mixtape and not her real album. Yeah. So we're going to see something very interesting to see how she kind of navigates that mainstream acceptance. Cause I, I've, to me, that's always code. Whereas it's like this, this record was just, you know, me putting it out. The next record I'll have like, you know, real songwriters <laughs> and like fucking <laughs> and slack on it. <laughs> And Ty Dolla Sign doing hooks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we'll see how that kind of changes. And, and Khalid. And Khalid. Khalid. <laughs> you got to get so, Khalid. So, it'll be, so here it is, all right? I'll break it down for you. So <laughs> Megan Thee Styles' next album. All right. So it's going to be like fucking, you're going to have the, you're gonna have the Khalid song. That's going to be about a breakup. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You're gonna have Ty Dolla Sign was gonna be like the summer. That's that's the summer jam that they want to hit. So it's gonna be about you know riding around with the girl, yada yada yada. What else can we do? Who else? All right. So we got we got so we got black. Oh, so black would be black's gonna do the dirty R and B song. Mm. That's gonna be the, the the penny dropper. Yeah. If you're like fucking like like 19. Okay. <laughs> And then who else is there? Oh, you have to have one other major rapper pop in. There. Travis. Travis. Travis is popping on Travis everything. Travis is gonna do the the woo in the background. Yeah. And then what else? How can we? What else we need to be missing in the air and R Y? So we've got the. Oh, we need a street song. Meek Mill. Meek. Meek, Meek. Mill. Meek Mill. And and then we'll link them both here romantically. We'll we'll link them both before it comes out, and then see maybe we could get some Nicki Minaj be popping. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? So that we can use that promo to kind of push the album to the top. You know what I'm saying? Maybe have a couple of fucking subliminals in there. Bam, making money. Now we're out there taking, you know, 100% of our profit and living off the cocaine as your managers. Megan, get ass. Yeah. How, we how got are, you. How, well, if, why get it ripped off by white studio execs when you can get ripped off by us? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Keep the, keep the, keep the corruption in the hood. <laughs> oh, you got to throw James Blake on there. James, oh, James Blake James has to Blake. have. <laughs> James Blake. The official. The official. He's what certified. The, the black troubadour. So you got to have a James Blake. Yeah, like, James Blake like, come in know. there, you know. <laughs> He didn't have to do much. That's the album closer about, and in, in all respect, actually, when I say this, her mom's. You know what I'm saying? Because she had yeah, a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. So James Blake kind of come in there, yeah. you know, do that last album closer, make it, and then bam, now we got it. 12 tracks. You know what I'm saying? That's all we need. Boom. Bank. Holler at us. Done. <laughs> Oh man! But uh, let's but let's talk about I guess the 2021 future freshman that'll be Lil Nas X. <laughs> Speaking of like horribly A and or maybe massively A and project. Yeah, I I don't know yet. I really actually truly don't know if this is like a masterpiece in like gaming the system, the streaming system, or if this is like. Just a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and shouts to him. He beat off again. Number one, another week. The run continues. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, basically, you know, we've been talking about Lil Nas X. So you, you probably know about like Old Town Road. What is Old Town Road? Never heard of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little, little tiny little, country song. A little, little bitty. Um, but yeah, so he dropped his uh, EP called Seven this week. And basically, you know, he's been teasing this song like Panini for a long time. Um, that's on there. Like, so Seven has eight tracks. Ooh. Two of them are Old Town Road. Ooh. So, of course, that's, you know, that's gaming the system because 
they track they count all the the single streams towards the album. Oh. So now they're saying he might actually go like number one or in the top five with this album just off, off the fact that he's counting. Like, they're counting the single streams. Oh, it's got to yeah, it's got to be because I think it's gargantuan yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, so it's the original and the remix. Yeah, so unless like Taylor Swift comes out, I can't imagine shit. Yeah, damn, yeah. good for him. So like he has like Panini, which is like basically his take on you know. Basically, little Uzi Vert, and I like the way you call it because it is very much a little Uzi Vert type yeah. song. Uh, like family F nine Mali, it's like instead of a A, it's a nine. Oh, we're um, doing a little SoundCloud, you know, SoundCloud rap kind of shout outs. Yeah, and I think this is the one that with Travis Barker on there because it's literally I, he has a song that's basically just a straight up indie rock Blink One Eight Two song. Oh wow, like just straight up, like unapologetically. Blink-182. And Travis Barker was, like, playing drums, and I think he actually produced that song as well. Oh, shit. Um, Shout out to Travis, by the way. Yes, yeah. You know, uh, see, I, I love his career. Yeah, the, the, I mean, like, Travis, the, Travis, he's been out here for a minute. Yeah, and doing hip-hop shit, too. So it's, yeah. like, it's not on some, like, I'm yeah. just an indie. Like, he's somebody where he's definitely born in his wings and pretty tragedy. You know what I'm saying? He lived a crazy life. Bro, he died. He almost died. Yeah, dude, crazy. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, and then there's, like, I think there's a, there's a Cardi, like, rodeo of Cardi B. Which is basically just a Cardi B song. Um, there's one I think it's like cl- like maybe it's Closure, which is like an EDM song, like street EDM. Wow. And I think uh, Kick It is like a country like country sounding lyrics over like 808 beats. Got to keep that country wave going. <laughs> That's what pays the bills. So he, he's touching like every different genre, like pretty much known the man almost like like except for like jazz <laughs> i would i would i, I would you actually know? love to hear <laughs> little nas x and kamazi washington <laughs> and thundercat if we kind of get a track together don't, don't give it these a and r's any oh, ideas but, but you know what's funny that would be that would be quite you know what i'm saying going out to coachella <laughs> you've got this huge band on stage all these fantastic players and little nas x comes out there with a cowboy hat <laughs> So it's 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 you know like we've had artists that like jump through multiple genres and they're successful at it. like Lizzo. Lizzo is a perfect example of an artist that can jump through multiple genres and own each genre and bring like her you know essence to to anything. So Hip hop, you know, pop, R and B, like whatever. Like you know, it's different, but there's a a through line to that. Yeah, and you pointed out even before, like Gold Link, how we reviewed it last yeah, week, where exactly. even though it's a quote-unquote, we made fun of it, how it's a quote-unquote world music album, but all the song selections he made, all the choices he made, made sure that it's still very much Gold Link. Like, yeah. you would never put it on and be like, whoa, what is this track? If it's for, if it fit firmly in the project, if it fit firmly with his discography, it's still a Gold Link track, even though this one might be a little more Afrobeat in the beat, or this yeah. one might be a little more Spanish. Yeah. Whereas, this is just... I mean, it's all over the place, and obviously they did that on purpose. But I don't think Lil Nas X is at a point where he can do this yet. And I'm probably going to get doxxed. I'm probably going to get flamed. But I, I, it's just something about it that just didn't gel well and or make sense. And also, too, you could tell it's Rush, obviously. Like, you know... What like Old Town Road like got number one? He got signed in what like April, so yeah, like maybe a few months to promote this, and he had to go in the studio and like make this album. You could tell it's rushed. You can tell it's just kind of like maybe somebody's like high concept idea that just didn't get fleshed out that well. Um, 
Yeah, it just like it lost me, and I was kind of very disappointed in this, this album because I, I I want this dude to win, and but on the flip of that, it might be you know I'm I'm probably I'm not the target demographic, so it might be the most genius move ever. It's you know you're getting on every playlist, but that's the weird thing. <laughs> it's like it makes you with, with hip hop being so transcendent and, and crossing over, literally crossing over, which is Little Nas X is an example of. It's weird for him to have made those choices where it's like, all right, I'm going to do an EDM track. You know, oh, I'm going to do a rock track. Because it's like, who's checking for rock music? Into that? And, I, and I get the algorithm. I get it's more streams per se. But it's weird where I feel like if he just kind of came out and, you know, I don't know if Austin has an album out there and was like, look, Austin, here, I'm going to throw you throw you off these songs. <laughs> Let me grab these songs now, you know, or, or the, the never-ending future fucking hard drive full of tracks. <laughs> And it's kind of grabbed that and kind of rolled that out because it's kind of weird where, and I think it's it's something where I'm very surprised A&R is doing that in 2019 just because, like, you know, you're Ariana Grande's doing hip-hop albums. Yeah. So it's weird for you to kind of, you're 1975, a quote-unquote rock band <laughs> is doing anything but rock. So it's weird to have you kind of say, all right, you know, we want to get this guy to, you know, we, we have this huge crossover single. You know, everybody loves it. You know, it's 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 uniting it's uniting America in the time of Trump. It is. You know what I'm saying? So what do we do? We'll make a whole bunch of genre tracks. <laughs> yeah. That stay firmly within genre. It's like it's not like a trap song with some guitar or it's not an EDM beat, but that's like trap EDM like what was popping about five, six years ago with Bauer. It's like, no, we're gonna make these genre tracks. Yeah. And I think like the like I do want to say I thought the, the the rock track is probably his strongest track. Oh shit, good for him. Um, like everything else is just I don't think you know he's not really a strong rapper. I don't feel like he has a strong like personality or the strong defined personality. So when you're like on a track with Cardi B, it's just kind of like oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you'll get you'll get run around the track. Like literally. if you're trying to do sex raps with Cardi B, like you say like you you're you're outclassed. Yeah, you're outgunned and outclassed. <laughs> And that's how I kind of felt about most of this track. And I understand, like, this dude is, like, I mean, literally just, like, came out of nowhere, you know, to be this, like, you know. And I, and I feel for him because, like, yeah, he, he's, like, the epitome of a SoundCloud rapper. Like, almost like a MySpace rapper in a lot of ways. Yeah, I actually could call. I say even more MySpace. Yeah. Very much like I'm just throwing it on the wall. At least, yeah. at least the SoundCloud rappers have a certain aesthetic that they cling to. Yeah. He was just on something like, oh, shit, now what do I do to keep this momentum going? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it, yeah, it just it feels like they're just throwing shit against the wall. And they're like, something's got to stick. You know, like, like you know, like maybe the Travis Barker's don't. Like, maybe that's going to stick. Maybe oh, it's got Cardi B on here. Maybe it's gonna stick, and it just it just feels like it. Um, so you know, I I I guess there was like a I forgot what it was like. Um, I guess he dropped it, and then like uh, I I, I forgot what the hashtag was. But it was like an anti like uh fucking little knots X hashtag. Oh yeah, no, I said, but that's just, I, it's because if it's what I think it is, because there was a, somebody who had a very similar um, name on Twitter. Uh, and then they, they and then the thing is it's, it was weird the, the tweets were edgelord edgelordy but oh, not yeah. that edgelordy like no, not to be funny I'm so desynthesized now it's like you gotta like the, the slurs that come at me <laughs> has to be extra you gotta put it you just can't use the n-word or the f-word you gotta you know I need some poetry you know Shakespearean next but yeah no and then so somehow that became a hashtag and then 
it was pushed by a lot of you know you have all those K-pop fans. Oh, of course. Oh, they found that and they kept pushing it. Like if you like your little Nas X, want you go listen to BTS or listen to so and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. became its own thing. But that's what's interesting is because he's somebody where it's and it's kind of weird to kind of say this because you have SoundCloud rap, but he's probably the best example of like social media, like as far as an entity that goes on Twitter, promotes it. Is like his Twitter personality, like we discussed it before. I think he's hilarious. I love him as a person on Twitter. Yeah, he's something where this whole phenomenon seems almost built on Twitter. Oh yeah, like, it, no, it is. Yeah, and then, so it's weird where like it's it's even that how he went trending, you know, and then it's weird because even when I followed that whole thing, it's like a lot of people knew that it was fake, kinda, but they were like, "Fuck it, we'll just, we'll just put it up anyway, just because it's all shits and giggles." And it's like so it's weird to kind of have this guy kind of come fully formed from the internet, but. Like, I guess maybe that's the whole thing is the idea of where when you kind of get created in Twitter in that world, you don't really have an aesthetic to kind of cling to. Like at least SoundCloud, you know, we kind of, you know, it's a genre now. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. But when you're kind of that like almost crowdsourced as an artist, yeah. like what do you do? You don't really have anything. You know, you don't really have your face tattoos. Yeah. You know, if you're a rock band, you're on there like Uzi Vert with a fucking whole bunch of like old school slipknot fucking pants. Like you're kind of just a regular dude who is just at home, a little depressed, you know. Was like I want to have a rap career, a music career. I started buying beats, and then you kind of hit gold very early on in your career. What do you do there? Yeah. And I and I think the unfortunate thing is there is that, at least from what I see, personality wise, he seems like a fun dude. I do think that there is some talent there, but we kind of in the era of where there'll never be an A and R. There's not there's not going to be a dude that's going to kind of sit sit with him and be like, "Yo, come over here, let let's do this this way." Yeah. And what's kind of cool is that uh, because I follow a whole bunch of like SoundCloud or like you know. Like, very young, like, I, was, I mean, basically, it's because I, I follow a whole bunch of tw- uh, teenagers on, on social media. <laughs> Come at me, FBI. <laughs> but it's the idea of, so, like, like, like all right, so, like, I'll go down to the YouTube, SoundCloud, rabbit hole, and I hear, like, a dope beat. And even though the rapper is 100%, I'll follow them because I'm a music nerd, right? Yeah. So I'll see them, and they'll be promoting it. They'll shoot a video of their friends. Everybody looks like teenagers. And they kind of go through this process, but you see them kind of working through their art. And presumably, while they're working through their arts, if it's not like an actual manager-type friend there that's kind of helping them out, it's their friends. They'll, they'll do things with other crews, like um, YBN, like like all those dudes. Yeah. Yeah, like there's, there's a sense of community there, or even your old school back, your Raider clans. There's a kind of way, place where you're able to kind of hone your craft. Yeah. Where before you're popping, but you aren't forced to like do, you know, show up to fucking the BT Awards and do songs with Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. There's a chance for you to actually get A and R. There's a chance for you to actually work songs. Because as anybody who makes songs, not everything, you know, like it's even like fucking, like going back to the Radiohead leak from a couple of fucking weeks ago, oh, yeah, right? We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about it at all. So yeah, yeah. So Radiohead. Long story short, to bring it back. Uh, let's say a month or two ago, some dude found Tom York's old, basically, uh, OK Computer session, his mini discs, yeah. about 18 hours worth of music, and was on some like, fuck you, pay me. And then what the band did, because, I don't know, Radiohead's so unrelentlessly cool. Like, I don't know, they're, if any band is cool, like, nothing faces them. So they were just like, well, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll take these songs and we'll release it for charity. So they put it on Bandcamp, not on, on some crazy big promotional tour. They dumped it on Bandcamp and pretty much gave you 18 hours worth of music for like 10 bucks. Yeah. And all that, all 100% of the, of the proceeds go to charity. But the idea is when you listen to it, for a fan, it's fantastic. But also, as a dis- discerning kind of listener and somebody who's more critically thinking, you hear these songs getting hammered out. 
Like you hear these songs where you know this song is like you know there's no none of that Radiohead weirdness. Yeah. This Tom York with a guitar, badly recorded, kind of sounding like a dying dog and shit. And you hear that song kind of pop up three or four times until oh shit, the fifth and sixth time it's now now this yeah. is already this is a classic rock song. This, yeah. this goes into the fucking Hall of Fame. And so what kind of sucks is that you kind of have even like a band at Radiohead who had some kind of like you know. They already had. They were already popular. They already, had, you know, multi platinum. Even they had this process of working through their shit. Yeah. And it's like you know, you don't just come to. We like to have this idea of of the, of you know, like you know, the Beatles, where like McCartney and fucking Lennon are at the fucking piano and they type fucking three notes, and it's like that's it. It's genius, and then they nah, record it, and I then mean, and nobody, you, nobody comes out fully formed. Yeah, and you know it, and you were in the industry. You see people yeah. out there hammering it out, and and you know, and credit to Lil Nas X, like like he's been like hammering it out too. Like it's not. Not like he just like threw a track up on on SoundCloud and became a millionaire. Like he <laughs> was actually like if you actually look at like some of his Pratt's interviews, like he was he was putting in work. You know, he was like he was not succeeding, but like he was you know like you know rapping. He was throwing stuff up. He was like really like studying the internet and studying what like meme culture and studying like you know what makes things pop. He like set up the the kind of meme on on uh was it tiktok or whatever so like like it's not you know like i i there are, he's not overnight success like he was at least putting it in at work and that's what you have to do yeah. you know and and, and yeah so I, I i do credit him with that like i i, you know, I don't want to like diss little nasdaq just to get back oh, you know full I'm circle not, I'm not dissing him. my, my know, point is the fact of i wish he had time and i get it i get it it's, I, it's not the first but, time but our, a, our cultural our culture won't give him time though of course and that's the point i i think it's, it's not the first time that you know somebody had a hit song and they kind of rushed him off an album like this has happened before the internet yeah. but at the same time it's kind of unfortunate where i feel like if he was somebody who is where he was able to sit there for another six months to a year and find out what he liked to do, yeah. it'd be a little different. And like I said, it's, you know, God bless him. Like I said, I love him. Like, you know, I hope, you know, back to the FBI, shout out. <laughs> but, you know, I love what he's doing. And it's the idea where I kind of wish that, you know, he was able to kind of just eat more, kind of come onto his own sound. Because while it's cool to kind of throw up these, so like, let's say the Travis, like Travis Barker song becomes a hit. So we're going to have like a Lil Nas X like rock album in like, you know, in December. But see, that's the other that's the other thing too. It's like like again, we're we're so I mean, we're old men. So we're so like locked into this whole concept of genre. Like and maybe this is the most genius move ever. True. Like, you know, like maybe you know, like like you said, like, you know, you have bands like nineteen seventy five, you have like, you know, like like Lizzo, you have like, you know, Billy Eilish who are like all like genre means nothing to these kids anymore. You know? So like maybe it's Again, like this might be a me eating grill like a week later when like his number one album in the country and everybody's like, this is the, the most innovative shit of all time. He's out there. He's on that <laughs> Kanye. He's on that, you know, Blexit. <laughs> he's on like pro Donald Trump. He's out there <laughs> taking private jets. He's yeah. like the, the biggest selling artist of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, that's the American dream. It's the American it's true. dream. It's true. It's but, true. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I like wish you the best of luck. Um, you know, same team here. Like I said, I love no. the fact that, you know, like as long as he keeps Taylor Swift off my airwaves. <laughs> Praise be Lil Nas X. Keep the fight going, bro. And I'm rooting for you. <laughs> and now on to new music. New music. All right. So it's been. A, it's, it's actually. You know, it's weird. It was a crazy week last week, but only if you're into underground hip hop. <laughs> it was like 18 new. Like it was like Benny the Butcher. It was like Mac Homie. It was like Mike. 
it was like Pierre Leborn, who's um who's a Playboy Cardi's producer. Yeah. Like it was like a huge hip hop week if you're a hip hop nerd. Yeah. But uh but for me, what I my one of my big releases which I loved last week was Georgia Ed Muldrow. Oh yeah. yeah. So Georgia Ed Muldrow is also a beat maker. And uh, you know, multi talented, huge dope artist. You know, she's she's I mean, it's weird because she's one of those artists where you may not know of her, but she but if you look at what she's helped write, like Kendrick and shit, she's you know putting work. She's putting in work. So anyway, she dropped a, like an instrumental album and I mean, here's the thing I'm gonna say, it's it's gonna sound like a diss. It's remarkably unremarkable. It's just dope beats. Like there's no it's not like she's dropping some crazy rock guitar and trying to go bring it back to the ancestors and its beautiful harp. It's like, no, these are like fucking I think it's like it's it's like it felt pretty long to maybe like fifteen tracks yeah. of just dope and like you know things that kind of switch between a little more R and B, a little more funk, a little more hip hop, but just dope shit, dope shit to ride to. It reminds me kind of, and it's gonna love this, Grand Theft Auto. When you find that little instrumental fuck station and he's <laughs> driving around running, running over cops. Yeah. It's like that kind of vibe. Like that kind of cruising around vibe. That's, That's fucking, it's dope. I decided to let it play through and just kept letting it play through. It's, it's, it's a vibe, as the kids say. So, you know, shouts to her. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, all right, for me, all right, so I finally listened to that Golden Cow album, um, you know, we were talking about last week. I liked it. I was talking to my boy Dan yesterday. He didn't like it. Like, there's a there's a very divisive album, which was very I don't know. I don't understand why it's divisive. I thought it was good. Return to form, probably my may might be my top ten. So just want to say that. Um, there's an album I've been listening to. Um, so this woman, this girl named um, Faye Webster. Faye Webster. So basically. Um, we've talked about awful records here on the podcast. Huge fan. Yeah, huge fan. Like, I know you you love Father, who's like one of the founders. Arithrol is like uh, another founder as well. Like, I actually booked him for A3C in Atlanta a long time ago. Um, amazing kind of like beat maker. Uh, that time he was like more of a SoundCloud like beat maker, but he went to, on to uh, produce for like Playboy Cardi, I believe, and also like. Uh, little Yachty and, and, some and Father that. Tracks. He's got yep. got some dope collaborative. Like he's a he's a dope producer. Period. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it, it's like this very interesting kind of underground Atlanta like rap label, and it seems like every rap label has to have a female, and I put that in quotes that sings the hooks, and I put that in quotes as well. You can't see it. But you know, you you know, like like TDE has SZA. it's always there's always the in, in, in true hip hop misogyny form. Yes. Somehow we find a way to make black women themselves tokens. Yes. In hip hop groups. But like the most interesting thing about Faye Webster is she's like this twenty one year old white girl who pretty much sings like like country. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a quote unquote hook girl <laughs> for awful records. <laughs> So she like sing, you know, and Awful Workers has a few other like female collaborators, but uh, Tom you know, Genesis, Abra, yeah, Abra, but like yeah. Faye's been on a few tracks and like she, you know, sings hooks and things like that. But like her actual solo work is very much like kind of folk and country. Um, and there's an album called Atlanta Millionaires Club that I've been listening to that I really enjoy. Like it, it's definitely folk and country. So if you're not about that life, you will not like it. But it's also kind of like, I guess it's like Mitski. Um, so Mitski is another kind of like 
I would say folk country like female artists talking about like you know not getting laid and being depressed <laughs> <laughs> I would argue there's a little bit, there's a dash of ultra rock and grunge there, but you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so like Mitski, like it took me a while to actually get into Mitski. Um, I like I like Be the Cowboy. It's like really cool. Um, so if you like Mitski and you've heard Mitski, Faye Webster is kind of like the same, but like twelve years younger. <laughs> so it's like like it's like depressed Zenial. Not getting laid. I am depressed. <laughs> but I don't know. It's something about it that I actually really dig. And I can't really put my finger on why. Maybe it's the awful, awful records mm-hmm. like affiliation or whatnot. But um, you know, I it's it's a cool it's a cool little album. Like it's and it's you know, Father's on there on a track, like on the more of like I think that track is a little bit more on like the soulful side. Um but for the most part, yeah, it's kind of country, but it's also like, I don't know, it's just like very deep and introspective in a lot of ways. And kind of like, she's like uh, analyzing her like childhood and relationship for her parents and all these like really interesting things. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. It's like one of my favorite like discoveries of the year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good so, shit. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess bring it back to Atlanta from for me, it'd be um, so Pierre Bourne. Pierre Bourne is actually New York City, Queens, I believe, born and raised. Oh, yeah? Belizean parents. And he's somebody where, uh, you know, how all immigrant parents are. He was he was into the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his parents were like, you won't make any money that way. But somehow his uncle kind of talked him into actually <laughs> becoming an engineer. So he basically went out to Atlanta, became an engineer, and, uh, you know, worked on, I, I don't know what records, but, he, you know, he was somebody, he worked in a real studio studio. Yeah. So during that time, he started doing beat making and, uh, and also rapping on his own. And during his beat making is where he became basically mega popping, mm-hmm. where he was he did he did beats for funny enough. I mean I don't know if you want this on your resume. Without him, there wouldn't be Six Nines Gummo. So in a weird way, if it wasn't for which is not it's not a bad beat. It's not it's a dope beat and it's, it's a but, dope beat. Yeah. So but so he's like he's he's been bubbling around in a minute and then. Oh. You know, yeah. our favorites from uh, last year, I guess, you know, freshman, <laughs> according to XSL, I guess, what would it, who would it be? Sophomore? <laughs> Playboy Cardi? <laughs> Die Lit. Like, he did all of, like, he he produced Playboy Cardi's previous album, and even though I don't think he produced all the, all the beats on his last album, he was, like, the executive producer. Yeah. So his fingerprints were all over it. Um, you've got 21 Savage, who's a, who has uh, his cousin, um, Young Nudie. Mm. So he's an up-and-coming rapper, and he dropped a mixtape this year that was basically, I think it's called Slime Air. I forget the way they kind of they put the names together, but basically it's like a, a, it was like a, a popping mixtape for a couple of months ago. So he's somebody where he's been doing work. Right. Um, so basically he dropped, he's got a long, he's got a long, like, running, like, hip-hop series, you know, basically him kind of showcase, showcasing his beats and his raps. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's a it's a quote unquote you know I don't know if you never know now a mixtape called the Life of Pierre number right. four, and uh, so the thing is is this he also likes to rap and I want to go in too much of his rapping but it's clear that his his beat making <laughs> is where it needs to be, and I'll put it to you this way the reason why I think I like Dial It is because even though Playboy Cardi isn't the greatest rapper by any stretch <laughs> long stretch you know. Yeah, I, I, I keep Elijah on stretch, you know, you know, fucking <laughs> LeBron James stretch of the imagination. He kind of plays in the beat. Yeah. So it makes those beats pop, you know? Yeah. And 
in this record, what I loved about it is the fact of where the beats kind of live their own life. So yeah. it'll be like a, a track will come in, it'll play out, and maybe a minute before the track ends, he'll, he'll either slow it up or slow it down, mm-hmm. and then he'll grab like a piece of that track, and that'll be the basis for the next track. Word. So it's almost like it's like a word, like like a mixtape. Like I guess the idea of where like it's blended together, where it's like one big cohesive album itself. And like I said, it's his album. His rapping isn't the best because unlike Playboy Cardi, he t- actually tries to rap more than he probably should. Yeah. Even though he does kind of steal, not steal. I don't know, that's not fair. But you know, he does a lot of the oh, what you expect for a lot of SoundCloud rappers, ad libs, things like that. He still does a lot of those like signifiers. Um, there are some great standout tracks here, though. He's out, kind of able to kind of you know push that a little further. I think in this record, it would've been nice if he had more outsiders. Kind of what I thought. What I thought was really good about Dialit was, you know, like like one of my favorite moments in the records was where I think it was Skepta, where yeah. he just does the whole like Playboy Cardi thing. He could yeah. physically imagine Skepta coming in and pushing him out of the booth. I love that song. Yeah, <laughs> start rapping. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> Literally, could tell. I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> But the thing is, as a work, though, it's a vibe. Like, it's something where, like, you know, I put it on just because I like his beats, and I played it, like, all day Friday, just kind of vibing to it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty dope. And I think it's something where, you know, it's, it's I, 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 there's definitely potential there as a rapper. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely would love, love to see him work on it more. I think what he probably should do, though, is kind of focus more on that than the beat making. Yeah. And, and for now, the, beat, the beats he does make, give them to better rappers. Like, it, you get the vibe of where, like, if, a, if this was Uzi Vert's album, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. So it's something where, but like, but like and, I, and I don't want to diss his art too much, his rapping, because he is getting better and he's trying. But definitely, if you're kind of up for, like, something to kind of play, going back to the idea of, like, Georgia and Muldrow, not really in that vein per se, but yeah. the idea of where something you can play in the background is just dope and bops. Yeah. And that's, the, that's his mixtape. So, you know, shouts to him. That's what's up. Yep, that's yep, what's yep. up. Cool, cool. Yep. Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. We're about to go put on our shorts. Bro, I'm no, like, I'm like, tops. I need to put this beer can up against my forehead. It's hot out I'm, here. I'm about to unscrew a fire hydrant and dance. <laughs> I'm like doing it like the Cindy Crawford commercial, <laughs> like in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Kids don't know about that. But who's burning up out here? <laughs> Stay cool, people. Stay cool. But as usual, folks, <laughs> subscribe, share, as and, always. And we love y'all. Peace. Peace.